All right, welcome to episode 106 of the Show Me the Money Hockey Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Davis. All right, it is Monday, May the 8th, and what a crazy weekend it was in the NHL and the Stanley Cup playoffs. My God, the Carolina Hurricanes score three shorthanded goals, yet they end up on the short end of an 8-4 drubbing by the New Jersey Devils. The Toronto Maple Leafs, in a, essentially a must-win situation, down 2-0 to Florida. Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, pretty much on milk cartons uh, for most of this game. Definitely through the first 40 minutes, to say the least. The Maple Leafs lose this one in overtime, 3-2. Sam Bennett, the game-winning goal. And Toronto now one game away from elimination after exercising the Demons in round number one, beating Tampa. All that goodwill that they built up in after round one is gone. Absolutely gone. No excuse for what we saw in Game 3, at least from a Maple Leaf perspective. I don't mind. Like, I love it. I, I love it. I'm not a Leafs fan. I, I, I just, you know, I love chaos. That's what this is all about. Full marks to the Florida Panthers and what they've done so far in this series. The other game, the Dallas Stars fall to Santa, to Seattle 7-2. to Man, this was a game. Talk about, you know, you're never out of an over. Score, this game was 0-0 after the opening 20. Nine goals in the final 40 minutes of this one here. The over is hit in six of eight meetings between these two teams in their short history. Uh, but again, Seattle, seven goals, seven different goal scorers, six goals at even strength, one shorthanded goal. Seattle Kraken, like they did in the regular season, when they led uh, the NHL in five-on-five scoring with 205 goals, 26 even strength goals for the or five-on-five goals for the Seattle Kraken in the playoffs. That is number one in in the NHL. 16 different players have found the back of the net for Seattle. No team has more. Uh, 19 different players have earned a point. Only Toronto and Jersey with 20 have more players that have at least earned one point in the playoffs. All right. So for the Monday pod today, just one game on the card. It's Edmonton hosting the Golden Knights. Uh, Edmonton open up at about a buck 70. I'm seeing that line climb to as high as minus 185. Total six and a half. We're going to break that down that game on the other side of the break here when we're joined by special guest Stormy Bonantoni from VEASAN, the sports betting network. A quick timeout and then Stormy joins the show. You're listening to episode 106 of the Show Me the Money Hockey Betting Podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network and brought to you as always by our friends at the Circa Resort and Casino. Welcome back to the Show Me the Money Hockey Betting Podcast and the debut of our special guest segment, no better person to debut the segment with than our good friend Stormy Bonantoni. She is the host of the Lombardi Line on Vison, the Sports Betting Network, as well as ESPN and College Football sideline reporter and former Vegas Golden Knight ringside reporter, and most importantly, Reese's Peanut Butter Cup aficionado. Stormy, wow. good morning. 
How are you? Good morning. And I think that, yes, the Reese's might be the highlight of that intro. You are awesome because that is very true. I am very specific about my Reese's as well because it is my favorite candy. When I eat a standard Reese's, I'm pretty sure this is common, but I have to eat the full circle around the sides, um, save the peanut butter for last. But the best Reese's without question are like the holiday ones that are more peanut butter filled, right? So you get the Reese's eggs, the heart, the tree, whatever it is, dynamite. All right. That is awesome. Now it's 10 a.m. You know, here on the West Coast. I'm in LA. You're in Vegas. Now, for someone to be an hour seven of their day in Vegas is not so uncommon. It's usually some degenerate who's been at the tables all day, been, you know, just coming back from the nightclub. But you're an hour seven because you've been working. Uh, Stormy, tell our, our listeners what you've been doing since roughly 3 a.m. and maybe even earlier. Yes, I've been filling in this week on the VEASAN morning show, Follow the Money, while the primary host, Mitch and Paul, are getting some vacation. And that show begins at 4 a.m. Pacific time. So that means that especially being a woman who has to do her hair and makeup to be on television, I have to wake up extra early and also get show prep in. So I've been in, up since midnight. I'm going to take my my little nap before the games get started after I'm done recording with you. But a, a long day for me already, whereas I know some people are probably just waking up at 10 a.m. Pacific. <laughs> yeah. I mean, what's it like when that alarm like punches you in the face and says, wake up? I was not happy about it this morning. I'm not going to lie to you. Because usually with my schedule, I, I normally host a 9 a.m. show on weekdays. On Sunday morning, it's a 7 a.m. show. So it's still, you know, waking up pretty early around 4.30 or whatever. But the midnight alarm just hits different because people I'm not supposed to be awake at that time. I rolled into the studio this morning and I was just in awe of the people who work that show every single day because it's hard. Like, when do you sleep? When do you decide to sleep during the course of the day? It's it's a hard thing to be on, but fortunately, just just a couple of days and I'll be back on schedule soon. All right, let's get to the action on the ice. Uh, game three here, Monday night, Vegas and Edmonton. You were at game two cheering on your Golden Knights, but uh, didn't go very well. That four-goal shellacking in the first period as you guys got dry-sidled once again. Uh, your thoughts on game three and the series? Yeah, we need to make that a thing, right? Getting dry-sidled because that is definitely the reality of it. It was tough sitting there in the stands um, with just how quick that the Oilers jumped on the Golden Knights that day. But we know that their offense is more than capable. And if you give the most dangerous power play in the history of the NHL, ample opportunities, they're bound to strike. And so um, Edmonton, a very rightful favorite with the series headed back home today. The total I've seen six and a half, some sevens out there at DraftKings as well. I actually, I actually like an alternate over over on the total at seven and a half plus one fifty five plus one sixty fives are out there because we know Edmonton's going to get theirs. That's obvious, and, and their team total too. I think is really intriguing at over three and a half at minus one thirty five ish because win or lose, they're a team that. They're going to get theirs offensively. So I like that. But the Golden Knights were just so poor offensively last game. Like they just didn't show up. Edmonton set and dictated the pace. And I think that it's very clear that the Golden Knights are better than that. They were 
struggling to even get into the offensive zone. Once they would cross the blue line, it's like one shot and the opportunities are over. So I think that changes. Edmonton hasn't been a great team at home throughout the course of this year. So I think that we might be in store for a more back and forth game like we saw game one instead of just the complete and utter domination we saw in game two. Yeah, this for me personally is tough because, look, I'm a closet Golden Knight fan. I, you know, my favorite player in the NHL wears number 61 in the Golden Knights, the captain, Mark Stone. No player enjoys playing the game, scoring goals more than Mark Stone. But my wallet has told me Edmonton. And I like you. I agree with you. Like, I'm on the team total. I think that's where the best value is at Edmonton over three and a half. I played that already uh, because I think the Oilers have scored at least four goals against Vegas in every game, regular season, postseason, other than two, two of those games. And they've hit three in those. So, yeah, I like the team total as well. The line I see is creeped up. I think Circus got it at minus 185. I know it's anywhere between minus 175 and minus 185. So for me, yeah, I think if you like Edmonton, I think you're better off playing that team total of over three and a half. Um, you know, I had the, I've got the Oilers and I bet them in both five and in six. Uh, to win the series. I've got Connor at got him uh before the playoffs started at 14 to 1 for the Con Smythe. And I've got Leon at 12 to 1. So I have a lot invested in the Oilers, but it is tough for me because yeah, I'm a huge Golden Knights fan. Uh I just think they've got I think there's too much Edmonton. Stormy, they have not they've only lost one regular season game going back to early March to the Maple Leafs. And they've only lost two games uh in their last, I think it's or in their last 20 plus games. It's, yeah, because didn't they end the season on like a 14 and one run or something? Yeah, 14 and one to close out the regular season. Yeah, they're, I don't know, Connor looks like he's on, and Leon are, are on a mission. I mean, Leon Dreisaitl, he's got six goals already in this series, 13 in the postseason. And, and like I said, both of them on that power play. This past game, three for six, they scored at least one power play goal in all eight games this postseason. Um, and the 14 that they have had, I read, was the most through a team's first eight games of a single postseason since 1997, that Avalanche team that had Joe Sackick and Peter yeah. Forsberg and Claude Lemieux. So it's like what they are doing is insane. They're so talented. I specifically look back to last game when Connor had that shorthanded goal in the first period and just the handles, you're like, dude, like he's just faster than everybody. He mm -hmm. handles better than anybody. And my fiance and I were talking about it when we were in the building at T-Mobile Arena. They're playing in the NHL, and it looks like everybody else is playing beer league when those yeah. two are on the ice. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it is. They're, they are on another level. Yeah, Leon with 13 goals. That tied Evander Kane and, and Nathan McKinnon from last season. That was what, that was what led the league in goals. Uh, Alexander Ovechkin, the year they, the Caps beat Vegas, Alexander Ovechkin had 15. I think that uh, Leon looks like he's going to obliterate that. Yeah, he's just he's just insane. I mean, that's why you look at his anytime goal prop, and right. I was looking at it this morning, minus 155. That's right. because he's so freaking good. So another angle I did have to attack Dreisaitl in today's game, I like his shots on goal prop. I saw it minus 120. I think it might have creeped up to minus 130 now, but – because I just can't get myself to lay 155 for him right. to score a goal like that. Even if he does it, it just, you feel 
terrible about yourself if you do it. He's gone over the the four shots on goal for the last five games. So I think that's a reasonable way to approach it. Um, same thing with how these first periods have gone. The first period over is insanely juiced, so I don't like that. But the first period shots on goal sitting at 19 minus 110, I like that approach. Goal in first five plus 165, both games of this series have gotten there four of the last five for each team have so trying to find creative ways to back what we know regardless of outcome is going to be a productive day for Edmonton offensively all right let's uh let's hope we can all cash our bets in this one all right let's take a look uh at some of the other series and we have to start with that train wreck that's going on in Toronto the center of the universe in Canada um I mean, look, Stormy, I had the Panthers winning this series. I, I, I'm i kicking myself for not betting them just to win the series. I bet them to win in either six or seven. I mean, I didn't think that was such a, a crazy thing. Uh, what did you have in this series? Well, I had the Leafs, like I think a lot of people, because you think about this Panthers team being one that barely even got into the postseason, had the Penguins not ultimately collapsed there late in the year, like Panthers might not even be here and they go on and have this massive upset over the Boston Bruins who had the best historical season in the NHL in terms of wins and points. And now they're on the road to potentially sweeping the Maple Leafs. I know that the Florida Panthers won the president's trophy a year ago, but how much roster turnover did they have between then and now? I was very, very surprised to see the way that they've come to form, but they look like the real deal. Bobrovsky looks like the real deal. And um, I love this tweet I saw from ESPN's uh, Ardo Cal, who said, what would be more likely in your mind coming or what would upset you more coming into this postseason if the team that had the best historical regular season in NHL history lost in the opening round or if the team that finally overcame their cursed demons and won in the first round, but then gets swept in the second like it's just such a lose-lose. It's unbelievable to me. And it really bums me out for the Leafs that, and maybe I shouldn't feel bad for Toronto because that fan base is something else. I know you're from there. But. No, I'm from there, but I, I was born in Montreal. I was, and so I grew up a Canadians fan. No, I, I, I love seeing what's going on with this Maple Leafs. <laughs> I love it. But it's just, it's crazy to me because especially like you look at last game and you know how talented the Maple Leafs are offensively, but Austin Matthews does nothing. He has the shot off the post early in the game, and then he's never to be heard from again. Mitch Marner, one shot on goal for the first 40 minutes of that game. As a team, they only had 13 shots on goal through two periods. And what team are we watching? Like, what are we missing? Because year after year, you guys have so much talent and so much upside. And then it just doesn't show up in terms of results in the playoffs. Yeah. For me, Stormy, this is a, this is a group of players that doesn't hate to lose enough. You always hear from, I mean, I've always heard from guys, they hate to lose more than they enjoy winning. And I don't think they hate losing enough. Uh, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner guys to me that, that play, you know, on the perimeter and they, they would rather go around you than go through you. Yeah. And I think that's what they're missing. All right. So how would you approach game four as a better? I don't know because like, it's very hard for me to imagine that Toronto's going to get swept, but home ice with, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I really yeah. don't know. And I can't get myself to bet an over either. 
Right. No, and I agree with you. I mean, look, I was looking to to, to bet Toronto in game three. I didn't because I just figured that, you know, they they have to win one. Like they they, right? they don't have to, but they should. And after watching them again in game three, like I just don't, I, I, I don't trust them. So I almost wonder, you know, are you better off maybe even playing the, the Leafs team total under because they haven't found a way to beat, you know, score more than two goals in any of the games. Um, but I, I'm just kind of bummed that I didn't bet Florida straight out. So, uh, we'll, yeah. We'll... And props to like, I know a lot of people at, um, at VEASAN have just been rolling with the plus money prices on the Panthers and cash yeah. it game yeah. after game. Yeah. I haven't been one of them because I stubbornly believe that the Toronto Maple Leafs are better than they have proven to be. And granted you're, you're getting a cheap price on them in what's a must win a literal must win game for the first time now just minus like 125 for them to win on the road but an uphill battle and sometimes the best bets no bet at all so i'm just going to probably stay away from it i I tend to agree with you all right dallas and seattle the kraken are are doing something that maybe we we shouldn't be so surprised because this was a team that had 100 points during the regular season uh i had dallas winning this series i Bet them in both five and six games. I the five is now out the window. I still got a shot at six. Um I, I you know, Dallas was able to bounce back after losing game one. They bounced back in the Minnesota series after being down two games to one. Uh but should I be laying my money on the Seattle Kraken in game four? It's tough, right? And I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with Jake Ottinger because it's two games now where we've seen very uncharacteristic periods from him. And you have that game one opening period where Seattle scores four goals and there's just really not a lot of catching up to be done after that, even despite Joe Pavelski scoring four goals. Like how bad do you feel if you're Jake Ottinger and Joe Pavelski comes up with a four spot and you guys lose that game? Well, you know, I was... I was listening to you and, and JVT this morning and, um, you know, you were talking about Jokic in the 50 point night, you know, it's kind of reminiscent and losing performance. reminiscent of Pavelski and Leon both scoring four and their teams losing. Like, what are the odds of that? Can you imagine if there's a line out there for like a player to score four goals and to lose the game? You know, oh, here's like- a, and, and here's another one. The, the, the Carolina Hurricanes score three shorthanded goals and lose. It's just absurd, but that's what makes the NHL playoffs so fun, right? Yes. Um, but so you have that game one performance, though, like I mentioned, and then last game, obviously, with the five-goal spot the Kraken put up in the second period. That still blows my mind that we have a 7-2 final, and it was scoreless in the first period. But Never out of it over, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, you know, you miss Haskinen out there if you're Dallas, and I, based on what Pete DeBoer was saying in post game, since the game had gotten out of reach, just didn't risk bringing him in, which leads you to believe at least mentally that he'll be okay to go in this next game, which will be a good thing for Dallas. But I just, I need, I need to see more from Jake Ottinger because especially when you look at the futures numbers for this series, if I pull this up, um, yeah, you can get the stars at plus one ten now to come back and win the series, and maybe that's an opportunity to buy in on. On them if you have a belief that the stars will play more like the team that we thought that they were going to be coming into this series 
I love the Kraken. I, I what they lack in playoff experience from a franchise standpoint, just their second years in existence, they make up for an energy and grit and want to. And they've been a really, really fun story. Um, I just think that the Dallas Stars are the better team and the, the Kraken keep winning and, you know, keep cashing those tickets. I just kind of get this sinking feeling that throughout the course of a seven game series, things will start to even out and we'll get more of the set that we anticipated coming in. All right. Well, here's one one thing. There's some rumblings coming out of Seattle today. Elliot Friedman was reporting that there's there's some talk with Clint, Mackenzie Blackwood is going to start game four for the Dallas Stars. Uh, that would be interesting. Now, here, so my play on this, uh, these two teams have played eight times in their uh, short uh, short short time with Seattle in the NHL. Six of the eight games have gone over the total. So I'm gonna I, I'm gonna stick with the over. And yeah, I mean all three this series, and they keep yeah. setting it at five and a half, and the juice is only like minus one twenty, minus one twenty five. You might as well yeah. keep riding with it. Yeah. So for me, that's that's the play. I did have Dallas uh, team total over as well last game because. Five of the seven prior to uh, game two had got Dallas had scored at least four goals, win or lose. But at least for now, I think my, my best play will be Seattle, Dallas over the total uh, for game four. Uh, Carolina, New Jersey. Uh, for me, Stormy, it's it's like when I rank the series, this one ranks as number four on my interest level. <laughs> I mean, I just, I don't know. It's just not sexy enough for me, but you know, I think the Devils may have the Hurricanes right where they want them. Uh, again, you know, down 2-0 like they were to the Rangers. And now they, they you know, they put up an eight spot against Carolina. The Hughes brothers were at it yesterday. Uh, great. I, I wonder if Luke inspired Jack and uh, some great stuff after the game where, you know, they were talking about Jack's fight and Jack said, it's not a fight. And Lindy Ruff said, I don't know what he's doing. He's not going to win the Lady Bing anymore. Um I, I still like New Jersey in this series. I think they're the better team, and I trust their goaltending more. I feel similarly when they dropped game one. I bet in on the Devils to win the series then. Um, I see, and it's tough. Like, I do have Hurricanes futures. I bet them before the Andre Svechnikov injury, and I still believed in them largely despite Svech being done for the remainder of the season. But you know, you have Svetch, you have Teravainen, you have Max Pacioretty. I just feel like over the course of a long postseason and a long series that that's going to catch up with you missing so many of your productive pieces. And the first two games, I mean, they look like a bat out of hell and that nobody could stop them. And you win 5-1, you win 6-1, but it felt eerily reminiscent of round one, which you alluded to, when the Devils go down, they lose back-to-back, 5-1 games to the New York Rangers. Everybody's talking about how it's the Rangers series in the bag. And the Devils are one of these teams. I said it earlier on Follow the Money that like is just kind of has this aura of being young and dumb. And I mean that in the best way because you don't know what you don't know sometimes. And they're just going out and having fun and playing hockey and slinging the puck around and you said the eight goal performance. I don't think that's going to happen again. I think the Hurricanes defense will stand a little bit taller, but I don't think that the Devils are out of this by any stretch of the imagination. I do like them to come back and potentially win this series, and I've got the bets in pocket to prove it. All right. So we, we're, we're both agreement on the Devils. Uh, we like the Seattle over in game number four. We're going to come back with that. 
we're, we're both in agreement on Edmonton team total, and you like uh, you've got something else you were you were looking at. I've got a I've got a million bets in the game today uh, just because I get wild with the props for Golden Knights games. I dig a lot deeper into their games than I do other ones. But um, yes, I love Edmonton team total over three and a half. I did an alternate game total over seven and a half, just a small sprinkle yeah. bet at the plus one fifty five price. Leon Dreisaitl over three and a half shots on goal at minus one twenty. Goal in the first five at plus one sixty five. And what else did I do? Oh, and I'm debating also throwing in a Jonathan Marcheseau, either an anytime goal or I saw it. I wish that it was better value plus 180 or two to one or the numbers that I saw on him or even money plus 120 to have a point coming into this postseason. He was the Golden Knights leading scorer all time in playoff goals. Mark Stone now has supplanted him in that position. But he's got a ton of shots on goal this series, a ton of shots on goal in the postseason, yet the goal scoring production hasn't been there. And so I feel like he might be due with 11 shots on goal so far in the series and hasn't cashed in. I may even try to sprinkle something on one of the Golden Knights defensemen. They're the only team in the NHL playoffs remaining that don't have a goal from a blue liner. Maybe we can get one tonight. Maybe we can get one. All right. Stormy, thank you. Are you going to game four? No, I was bad I got to break the juju. I, I I feel like they have more success when I watch from my couch. So maybe that's what I got to do. <laughs> all right. All right. Stormy, thanks so much for joining me. I really appreciate it. Get some sleep. Yes. Nap time. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Take care.